Ministers from the South ruling African state of Somaliland met Taiwan's president on Wednesday after flying in the night before. The group is led by Somaliland Foreign Minister Issa Mahmoud. Speaking to her visitors, President Tsai Ing-wen hailed the close friendship between Taiwan and the East African nation. Somaliland's foreign minister said his country was eager to attract Taiwanese investors who are welcome to explore its reserves of oil and gas. He also spoke out against China's interference in Somaliland's relationship with Taiwan. They wave to the cameras and give a thumbs up. A delegation led by Somaliland's foreign minister arrived in Taiwan Tuesday evening. They met a high-level reception at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs entrance, where the flags of Somaliland and Taiwan were on display side by side. In 2020, Somaliland and Taiwan established representative offices in each other's territories, but did not form official diplomatic relations. But during this visit of Somaliland officials, the flags of both Taiwan and Somaliland have been put up outside the the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, indicating that Taiwan regards Somaliland as a quasi-diplomatic ally. On Twitter, Somaliland's foreign minister posted a photo of the two flags. He said that Taiwan was not only an ally to Somaliland, but had become a part of Somaliland's people and country. I am pleased to finally visit Taiwan, he wrote. His first stop in Taiwan was the presidential office, where he was received by President Tsai Ing-wen. In her remarks, Tsai brought up Taiwan's donation of medigen vaccines to Somaliland. Taiwan has made a number of diplomatic breakthroughs in the past few years, not least of which is our new friendship in Africa with Somaliland. Establishing representative offices in each other's nations in 2020 has allowed us to grow from being new friends to close friends. Somaliland is now an important location in eastern Africa for the implementation of Taiwan's Africa project. A shipment of 150,000 doses of our domestically developed medicine vaccine recently arrived in Somaliland. In fact, this is the first time Taiwan has donated vaccines overseas. Somaliland's foreign minister addressed China's attempts to block ties between his country and Taiwan. He emphasized that the friendship between the two countries would not succumb to pressure from external forces, and that Somaliland would insist on maintaining good relations with Taiwan. As a sovereign nation, Somaliland's right to engage in peaceful and friendly foreign relations with all other nations is enshrined in international law and all coercive or threatening measures to deny such collaboration between international partners not only represent affronts to the principle, protocols and norms on which the international order is based, but does little to promote the peace and security that the region and the world require. Somaliland's foreign minister said that Somaliland had vast investment potential in the oil and natural gas sector, and he encouraged Taiwanese enterprises to set up shop in Somaliland. During his five-day stay, he and his delegation will visit the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, the Ministry of Economic Affairs, the Council of Agriculture, the Coast Guard Administration, and the Taiwan External Trade Development Council. The KMT is protesting the government's decision to lift a decade-old Fukushima food ban. The executive yuan announced the decision on Tuesday, saying that food imports from five Japanese prefectures will be allowed once again as early as this month.
In response, the KMT announced plans to boycott the Premier's upcoming policy address at the Legislative Yuan. On Wednesday, the Premier condemned the KMT, saying that it was opposing for the sake of opposing. He said the party was hindering Taiwan's progress on the international stage. At a conference on net-zero agriculture, Taiwan's premier and agriculture chief made a joint appearance. They were asked about the government's decision to lift a blanket ban on food imports from five Japanese prefectures. The move has prompted an outcry from the KMT, which vowed to boycott the premier's administrative report at the legislature. The KMT is stuck in its old ways. All they know is reacting emotionally, opposing for the sake of opposing. They are hindering the progress of our country. Premier Su called on the KMT not to hold Taiwan back from the tides of progress. DPP caucus whip Ke Jianming slammed the opposition party on Facebook. He said it was engaging in hostility for the sake of hostility, moving down the deep blue path to end up as just another box of rebellion. Taiwan voted to keep the ban three years ago in a referendum. If we want to resume imports, we should hold another referendum. Currently in Taiwan, only three special municipalities have the equipment needed to test for radioactivity. Local councils can ask their city and county governments to purchase this kind of equipment. Allowing these food imports from five Japanese prefectures, including Fukushima, will mean that the total number of tested products will go up by 8,000 items a year. There will be more than 20,000 items a year. There are six labs that can carry out such tests. Each lab has a capacity of up to 7,000 tests per year, so there are no problems in that regard. The Minister of Agriculture vowed that there was sufficient capacity for conducting radiation tests on food imports. Premier Su Zhenchang stressed that lifting the blanket ban would be beneficial for Taiwan's bid to join the Comprehensive and Progressive Trans-Pacific Partnership. It shows the member nations Taiwan's determination and willingness to abide by international norms. This will be of huge help for our bid to join the CPTPP. Before, we were like a ship moored to the pier, unable to set sail. Taiwan's borders will open to the imports as early as this month, but it could be a long while yet before an end to the political row. Taiwan reported 10 new local cases on Wednesday. Six were detected in Greater Taipei and Taoyuan. The remaining four belong to a Kaohsiung cluster with an unknown source of infection. Let's hear from Kaohsiung's mayor. These cases had eaten together over Spring Festival. The source of infection is still being investigated. We're looking at movements across cities and counties and various exchanges between relatives. We believe that transmission occurred during a meal on February 4th at a gathering in an enclosed space. All other friends and relatives of these cases have tested negative. During its daily presser on Wednesday, the CECC announced a late-breaking case that will be entered into the records the following day. This case involves a migrant worker with an unknown infection source. The worker's employer has been identified as printed circuit board supplier Career Technology, which has a plant in New Taipei's Shulin district. Testing is underway for the worker's 150 contacts, and production will be suspended until 7 in the morning on Thursday. 
A new semester starts this Friday for public schools nationwide at the high school level and below. On Wednesday in Shinju City, a mass disinfection campaign got underway at 69 schools. Over in Taipei, disinfection crews were also at work making their way across 291 schools. According to the latest Taipei City guidelines, schools will be required to close for 14 days if they find even one confirmed case. Led by school administrators, Shinju Mayor Lin Zhijian makes his way across campus on an inspection tour. The school is pulling up the stops for pandemic prevention in preparation for the start of a new semester. The principals and teachers at our schools have been working hard these days. Ahead of the kids starting class, the schools are taking intensive precautions against COVID. The spring semester starts this Friday, but teachers have already returned to campus to clean and sanitize the space. In Shinju City, disinfection was conducted at 69 schools at the primary and secondary levels. Turning north to Taipei, where cleanup was also underway. The city's Department of Environmental Protection sent disinfection teams to schools before the start of spring semester. Taipei's Department of Environmental Protection targeted high schools, vocational schools, junior highs, elementary schools and public preschools. That's a total of 291 schools, plus campus spaces open to the public. They were all disinfected. While city crews cleaned the campus grounds, homeroom teachers were tasked with disinfecting their own classrooms. Schools have prepared temperature log sheets along with a suite of COVID prevention rules. Ahead of the new semester, Taipei City announced its latest citywide guidelines. If one student or teacher tests positive for COVID, the whole school must close for 14 days. Teachers must be fully vaccinated for at least 14 days before returning to school. Parents and other visitors are not to be allowed on campus. We already have everything ready for remote teaching, and every month we need to hold a distance learning drill with the children and their parents. Even if school is suspended, the children will not stop learning. Teachers hustle about, leaving no corner of campus untouched as they clean. In the wake of Spring Festival, schools are on high alert for COVID contracted over the holiday. They're taking every precaution to ensure their students' safe return. Let's head now to meet a 92-year-old social worker who's received an honorary doctorate from National Jinan University. In her hometown of Puli, Chen Chou's lifetime of social work and care for children is legendary. She has taken care of kids with all kinds of troubled backgrounds, giving everything to allow them to have a stable foundation in life so they can build a brighter future. <laughs> Beaming from ear to ear, 92-year-old Chen Chou has dedicated her life to serving poor families and children in and around her native Puli township in Nantou. Chen never received formal education herself. She's given her life to caring for children in social care or juvenile detention homes. I never went to school, so when National Jinan University gave me an honorary doctorate, that represented my respect for education. What makes me the most happy is when the children get into university and when they graduate and become successful. 
The celebrated social worker has survived multiple types of cancer, receiving hundreds of rounds of chemotherapy. For more than 50 years, she's put down her own cares to attend to others suffering and given away her family fortune to help those who are in need. I tell the kids who live here with me when they go out and get jobs, don't be stingy with your time. Don't wrangle for higher salaries. Just do your work well. And if you do those things, you'll succeed. We're hand in hand with them and our hearts are always connected. So there's nothing too tough on this earth. You just have to do everything with your heart, don't you? Grandma Chen really requires us to lead by example and to be sincere and be good role models. We are actually using our own behavior behavior in our lives to guide the children. One of her favorite saying is, saving a child with issues is better than teaching three university students. Whenever a child gets on the right path, they become an asset to society. Taiwan shares rose again on Wednesday following a 371-point surge on Wall Street. The index moved up 1.03% to finish at 18,151 points, led by TSMC and UMC, along with stocks in IC design, memory and electronics. The TIEX has posted three consecutive days of gains since trade reopened after Spring Festival. Analysts say it's likely to extend the upward trend. U.S. stocks still appear to be in a strong rebound pattern. At the same time, Taiwan stocks are starting to rebound too. And this includes the electronic stocks that had fallen off sharply. It's very obvious that since the end of Spring Festival, investment capital has flowed back. The index now stands above 18,000 points. Of course, to hit a historic high, it will have to reach 18,600 points. We'll see if the market can challenge that historic peak. The analyst says that finance stocks are worth watching in the weeks ahead as they could benefit from an imminent interest rate hike by the Fed. He's also upbeat on plastics and semiconductors, citing rising fuel prices and the continued chip shortage. But he says the market will continue to be stared by volatile global factors, so traders best not to be too optimistic. A comic strip drawn by a Taiwanese artist is now hanging at the U.S. Capitol Hill. The comic depicts pro-Taiwan Congresswoman Nancy Mace as an eagle. It also quotes her famous tweet in which she referred to Taiwan as the Republic of Taiwan. Mars herself has shared a picture of the artwork on social media, thanking the artist for a great-looking comic. A photo shows Congresswoman Nancy May signing a comic strip. Another one shows her next to an enlarged copy hanging outside her office at Capitol Hill. The comic was drawn by Nissen, a Taiwanese manga artist. The comic depicts the moment Mace arrived in Taiwan last November when she tweeted, Just touched down in the Republic of Taiwan. In late November and December, Taiwan's representative office in the U.S. got in touch with us. When we received the message, we were shocked. They printed it out, and they took a picture of the artwork hanging on the wall. Our reaction was, wow, the picture is so big. Nissen drew Mace as an eagle and framed the text of her tweet in a speech bubble. Listening to her is a panda representing China, depicted with cross-popping veins. Meanwhile, in the background, a bear labeled Taiwan turns its head in surprise. A 
second speech bubble quotes Mace's explanation about her tweet. Republic of Taiwan is a subtle but strong nod to the Taiwanese people. That clearly goes against the China One policy, you know, how they interpret it. But you did that deliberately, right? I mean, it wasn't an accident. Oh, no, it was not an accident at all. And, you know, I'm proud to be a part of the bipartisan delegation that did not uh, listen to China. During an interview in November last year, May said that China asked the delegation to cancel its trip to Taiwan. Because of that, upon arrival, she posted the tweet to show support for Taiwan. She depicts the U.S. as an eagle and Japan as a Shiba Inu. Anything related to issues of Taiwan sovereignty, we turn into a comic. The artist has long focused on world events. In 2020, she started a comic series depicting countries as anthropomorphic animals to address international events. Her strips on Taiwan's face mask donations and the race to procure COVID vaccines have proven popular on social media. The European Commission has unveiled a semiconductor development bill in which Taiwan is mentioned twice. The European CHIPS Act aims to quadruple semiconductor productivity in the EU by 2030. Its ultimate goal is for the EU to reach at least 20% of the global production value for cutting-edge and sustainable semiconductors. Taiwan is mentioned twice in the bill. It's first described as the site of the world's most advanced chip manufacturing. The bill then says the EU should partner with like-minded nations, including the U.S., Japan and Taiwan. On Wednesday, Taiwan's foreign ministry said it welcomed the EU's interest in partnering with Taiwan. It said that there was much room for the two sides to cooperate the post-pandemic world in terms of chip development, reorienting global supply chains and boosting the resilience of democracy. The Health Promotion Administration is on a mission to help older people avoid falls and the injuries they cause. According to government data, one in six people aged 65 and up will have a fall each given year. And one in 12 of those falls will lead to a trip to the hospital. But there are lots of simple ways to reduce the risk of a fall and to help our nearest and dearest stay safe. Let's hear from the experts on how to keep steady on our feet. Shift your center of gravity to your buttocks, lean on the frame, and gradually stand up straight. This doctor is the perfect model, demonstrating how older adults can train their muscles with simple exercises, improving their balance, and reducing the chances of a fall. Older people can exercise safely and they can go traveling safely. They'll only be willing to go out when they feel confident. So when you take them out with a walking stick, when you look at the stick, it is supporting their weight over a large area like the four feet, so they're less likely to fall. Statistics suggest that a severe fall is one of the top three causes of mortality for people aged 65 and up. Most older people still tend to have a fall at home. That's about 45% of falls. Most occur in the bedroom or in the living room. Outside, it could be on the road, on a sidewalk or a walkway. The Health Promotion Administration has five tips for older people to avoid falls. Avoid uneven surfaces and roads obstructed with objects. Don't wear loose clothing or accessories that could catch on the environment. Consider a cane or other walking aids. Exercise regularly and eat healthy. And finally, take care to use medication safely. For example, if you go to a hotel, is the floor uneven? Ideally, the light switch should be in a very convenient location because turning the 
light on is very dangerous for older people. Secondly, when you get out of bed, especially in the middle of the night, you might want to tell your family because getting out of bed is a moment with a high risk of falling. You might want to sit on the edge of the bed a while, three to five minutes before going to the toilet. These doctors highlight that a dangerous fall most often involves a head injury or a chest impact or broken bone. If you do fall, stay still and try not to move. That will reduce the chances of a secondary injury. We also have some very special health tips from legendary cancer expert Jacqueline Huang Pong. We spoke to the genetics expert as she approaches her 90th birthday. The Academia Seneca member still practices medicine and sees cancer patients in her own clinic. She shared with us some of the helpful advice she gives her medical students. This slight and unassuming lady is a legend in scientific circles on both sides of the Pacific. Jacqueline Guangpeng, cancer expert and pioneering researcher, is still full of energy at 89 years old. I don't have any special secrets to staying healthy, but I do think I eat properly every day. I'm not picky. Chicken, beef, pork, I eat pork mostly. One must keep eating protein, meats and fish, so I put some in every dish and the taste is better. She jokes that she doesn't have the elixir of life or any special exercise regime or diet. But Wang Peng has followed her own advice for many years, eating five portions of fruit and veg a day, regularly pulling a tangerine from her handbag. The tangerines are very small and sweet this year. But I think they have enough vitamin C and so on. It's probably enough. Normally, we all want to have fruits and vegetables of different colors because different nutrients inside cause those different colors. The things our body needs, which it cannot make for itself, need to come from the outside. Wang Peng has dedicated many decades to cancer research and has practiced as a medical doctor for over 60 years. She still sees cancer patients in a weekly clinic as she nears her 10th decade of life. When you've seen the patient, then you know how to treat them so they can get the best result. So I still keep on my clinic here. Originally, I was going into surgery, but then I didn't do that. I started this. Where there's a will, there's a way. I tell my students they mustn't take things to heart. If you want to do something, you can do it. But when there are setbacks, you can find another path to take. Wang Peng is a warm and cordial presence in her old age, bringing inspiration to patients and students alike. Until her own health forbids it, she'll keep giving all she can to support others in work and in life.